Bearcat Bounce Podcast at it again. Brent's way better. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome in, everybody. This is the BBP. Brent is uh, on a plane right now, home from Florida. Uh, Aaron is uh, dealing with a, uh, what, eight-month-old or whatever she is now? Um, what's the date? Almost six months. A six-month-old that is uh, auditioning for American Idol in the background. Uh, so tonight, Impressive. we're going to start the show off. First off, we're going to start the show off by thanking our sponsors, Danco Transmission. Mention the BBP on your next visit to Danco. Get 10% off of your next service. Just tell them about the BBP and uh, tell them that Brent sent you. And uh, they will get you absolutely taken care of, courtesy of our good friends at Danco Transmission. Make sure you stop by. Say hello to Danco Joe and get yourself taken care of. But since Aaron's Aaron's occupied a little bit here for the next half hour or so, and Brent is, uh, what do you say, he lands at like 7... 7.30, but maybe sooner. I don't know. He's, he's going to be here as soon as he can get his, his flight itinerary seems to have gone back and forth like a tennis match. I have no idea what's <laughs> going on. If he makes it home, I think everyone should be impressed at this point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we're joined by the legend, the GOAT. None other than our good friend, Zach Tobler, to get us out of the gates tonight and get us uh, rocking and rolling. So I'll ask you, Zach, how are we? I don't know if I'd go that far saying go, but I appreciate the uh, the sentiment there. <laughs> I'm doing well. Though. Doing <laughs> well. Got well, a little bit of Florida sun last Florida. week. Uh, last, or not last night, Saturday at like 6 o'clock-ish. So. How, uh, how was the trip? It was cold down there, wasn't it? It was cold like the first day and a half two days but when it warmed up here it warmed up down there too so it was gotcha. in, it was in the 70s for you know Saturday or uh, Wednesday on really so it was nice to get out of here for a little bit and get some get some Florida sun you get any, you get any beach time in no we didn't really have time but we played at like every day our games were at like one o'clock or the one day when we played Olympia and Jizzle that was at like nine. We didn't tip off to like nine thirty, so we didn't get a didn't get any beach time. But that's unfortunate. At least you had fun. So, that's what matters. Yeah, it was a good time, case, right? As long as you have exactly. fun, exactly. All that matters. Winning, winning yeah. equals fun. I know. I need to get a Tobes picture up here <laughs> somewhere. I can hook you on up. the wall. I, I I did the mixed tiles. Have you heard of mixed tiles? No. What is that? It's like these little, you send them the pictures, and then they send you the frame, and it's just got the adhesive on the back. Oh, that's cool. to the wall. You don't need to, like, put nails or. Yeah, that makes it really easy. Yeah. And they're all, like, perfectly square frames, so you can kind of. Yeah, everything's already, like, all set, yeah. and, like, they just send you a box, and you just put them what on are the they, wall. What do they charge you for one of those? Uh, I got 12 of them for 100 bucks. That's not bad. No, and then I got the the Bearcat Journal sign for like an extra twenty. There you go. Oh so, yeah, not terrible. And then they sent a special, and I got Kelly twenty of them for a hundred bucks. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, 
Uh, UCF super fan wants to know if you made fun of any uh, UCFers down there. I didn't really see any. We were in Ocala, so we were a little bit north of Orlando, but I didn't really, I didn't see any UCF gear. Nobody likes them. More, more Florida. Saw a bunch of Florida, but no UCF. Yeah. Uh, Steven does make a good point. Uh, Royer's not here tonight. He is at the, he's going to the Bengals game. So he bailed on us. So, you know, one walk on legend to another. So, but you're, like you're back of my horses, my horse, your room, you're, you're, you got a horse. Yeah. Former, Just former like, race, race horse. Like at your Her house. Breath. Nah, it's at a, that's oh. at a barn. <laughs> we're, we're trying to, we're trying to get, you know, get a house with a barn and everything. So one day. When we get in meat. No, this here, is my wife's, wife's set up for, for work. So. <laughs> When are we getting Meeker on here? I'd love to get Meeker on here. Meeker's a great dude. Yeah, I haven't talked to him in a while. I talked to him at one of the games, like one of the first games I ran into him. Um, but that is that is also a great point, Stephen. Royer ain't got no horse. <laughs> this one's actually run. A, this one's actually won a couple won a couple races. It raced at like Belterra and stuff. Oh wow, nice. So you got a you got a horse with some pedigree. I wouldn't call it pedigree. It won maybe <laughs> it won maybe like 70 grand in its tenure. But I mean that's pretty good. That's more than I've won doing anything in my life. So <laughs> me too. Me too. The horse the horse is more accomplished than us. <laughs> Art Long had a horse. No, Art Long <laughs> walked Art Long walked past a horse. Uh, the, the horse was the not horse, his. The horse the horse ran into his hand. Or something, <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, it's a complete accident. Totally the horse's fault. <laughs> All right, let's get going. We'll start with uh, with the the tournament that your Covington Catholic Colonels uh, played in down in Florida, and you guys were uh, fortunate for us, at least fortunate yeah. enough to match up with uh, with Jizzle James uh, at the uh, at the event. You got a first hand look. Was that the only game that you got to see him? Did you get to see anything? No, else? we we watched. We watched the champion. They played in the championship game yeah. against uh, a team called Winter Haven um, on Friday night. So we we drove back as a team and we watched we watched that game. They're that's a really good team. They got a kid committed to Georgia and a kid committed to Florida A and M, and then a couple on a couple juniors that in Florida. That's a solid ass team. Yeah, Winter Haven's usually they've usually got a pretty good pretty yeah good squad. Uh, so give us give us the Tobes scouting report. I know you posted on the board, uh, <laughs> gave some thoughts there. Everybody always loves when they see Z Tobes pop up uh, on yeah. their journal. But but what did you think getting to see him firsthand? He like uh, you know he's he's one of those kids that like right now like I, I wouldn't be surprised if you know Satterfield would be calling West saying hey can I get him for some football practices? Like, he <laughs> he just, looks I like mean, a running back, doesn't he? Yeah, he looks like his dad <laughs> you know uh, he's built like his dad the exact same i mean he looks like a running back playing point guard out there um and he's like he's just so athletic like it's crazy like he gets to point like point a to point b like so quickly and then he's just very explosive too like around the rim like he's trying to go up and dunk everything and trying to you know get his hands on the backboard and stuff like that um he's a little he gets he gets with that being said, he gets himself a little bit out of control sometimes. Um, 
gets ahead of himself, which, you know, he's still, he's still learning what he can, what he can, you know, physically do. Um, The skill, the skill is there, like his stroke, like he, he went like one for six from three against us. But I mean, obviously pretty much our entire game plan was to stop him. And then they had like another kid who was a really good shooter on their team. Um, and then the uh, Bo Outlaws kid was actually on that team too. Um, but the like he's got a good stroke and everything. So I'm not worried. Like his form is there. It's not like his he's got completely broke jumper and everything. And you can see it in his pull-up game. Is his his mid-range game is elite. Yeah, it's like Evan Ipsaro on our team. I mean, it's it's funny. Some of those guys, like, they step inside the three-point line into a pull-up and stuff, and it's just money every time. But then for whatever reason, when they step beyond that three-point line, they're just not as not as comfortable with it, not as uh, confident in it for whatever reason. But, you know, with if, if he gets on that gun and everything and stays on, which I'm sure he will, I, I don't see why he can't become a – a solid three-point shooter and stuff like that. I'm curious, how much of that do you think is for guys like him that almost always have the ball in their hand? The three-point line becomes like, uh, like because the three-point line is typically catch and shoot or you're coming off of ball screens or right. you're not really like breaking down a defense behind the three-point line. He spent most, it looks like he spent most of his basketball life Ball around. in his hand, getting into the paint, right? Right, exactly. And you can tell he's trying to like, he's trying to get the three point a part of his game. Like he yeah. took a couple, took a couple on the, you know, on a pull up, kind of just like he does, you know, in the mid range. Um, he actually, it's funny. Like his high school team, like he, like he doesn't really bring the ball up all that much for him he does sometimes um he does when the game is on the line right the ball is almost entirely in his hands um but he he lets his teammates you know kind of kind of play a little bit which i think is good because he he wants them dudes to get in the rhythm too because he knows it helps them at the end of the day like you see some of these guys where they're just like you know we're out everybody get out you know every play and it's just like one-on-one everything's one four flat Right, exactly. And it, and it is for them, you know, at, when they need a bucket at the end of a quarter, end of a half, or something like that, end of the game situation. It's like, I couldn't tell you how many times watching the film on him, you know, getting ready for the game where he would hit like a buzzer beater or something like that. Like, it, it was kind of weird how many times it happened. They played that Orlando Christian prep in one game, and he had to have 30 something, but he hit two, he hit a, a, a pull up to to go ahead with like 10 seconds left in one of the overtimes or that was in regulation. And then in like the second overtime, he hit a three as the clock went out to tie it. So it's like anytime. All right. It's like, he's got that, like, you know, I don't want to say the clutch gene, but he's, he's not afraid of the moments, the big moments. And he wants the ball in his hands at the big moments. Oh. See, it, it, you've got a uh, a solid point guard that is going to be a D1 kid in, in Evan Ipsaro. Yeah, he's going to Miami, Ohio. Yeah, That was a good battle between those two. I, I, I think they match up pretty good. I mean, Evan's 
kind of built like Jizzle, just a little bit sh- a little bit shorter. Um, but he's more of that stocky, athletic, um, likes to get to the rim, likes the pull up game versus versus you know just catching and shooting and everything like that. So they play fairly similar. Um, and we had him we had him guarding him most of the time, but we kind of sw- we kind of switched it up a little bit to give guys breaks and you know ran double teams and stuff at him. Uh, yeah. What I was getting at, though, is what what did you gather from Jizzle as a defender uh, going against another Division One level guard? He's he he can guard, man. I think, and I think he'll be better at. I think he'll be better at guard. Like you know, sometimes when a guy's a little bit smaller than you, it's they can get up under you a little bit. Um, but I think he has all of the tools to be a phenomenal uh, point guard defender. He's got long ass arms. He's got really quick hands. Like that was one of the things on our scouting report was like, don't play with the ball around him. Like he will steal it from you. <laughs> like if you get it, it. It if you get it. it, it's you know it's one or two dribbles and move the ball. Or if you just got a shot, take the shot. Like you're not playing with the ball in front of him. Like he will steal it. And he's like, it's crazy. Like he's one of the strongest dudes I've ever seen from like the point guard. The point guard, yeah. Like, like there was a couple times where we had a guy like running like full speed, like trying to you know get past them, and they like kind of ran into him, and he just was like a brick wall right there. Yeah. Like, like uh, I mean, I know we don't got like the largest humans in the world on our team, uh, <laughs> not this year at least. But but um, the point still stands. Like he even did it in the um, in the game against Winterhaven. They had one uh, one of their juniors who's like a he's like a two guard for him, but he's like. A, thicker built dude um and they tried to throw it into the post on him and he couldn't he couldn't move him at all like he he bullied everyone else like in the whole tournament couldn't move him at all had to settle for a, you know some fadeaways and stuff on him. but uh, i i think he has a chance to be an elite defender um from the point guard position he does and he, he the thing for me is he's a good vertical athlete. He's yes. just as good as a lateral athlete. Like he yes, can he really is. move. Absolutely. And like his his long speed, like like he's fast, no doubt, but like his long speed, you know, end to end, um, I wouldn't say is elite, but like his quickness, his burst is just absurd. Like you can see where he gets it from his dad, you know, hitting the hole or whatever. It's like the exact same thing when he gets a rebound. Those first like two dribbles, like he's the half court in no time. Yeah, and and he is almost impossible to keep out of the lane. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Like he'll get he'll get so many dudes. Like he did, you know, for his high school team. Like he he gets dudes layups, lobs for dunks, kick out threes. Like he, you know. It was, you know, not only just trying to stay in front of him defensively um, from him scoring, but from him also distributing and everything, too. Yeah. So uh, your take. Overall. Uh, Overall? Where do you think think when he gets here next year, is he going to be able to help this team early? Oh, not be a star. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, he's one of those like he won't. I don't think he'll come in. I mean, I don't know. 10 to 15 a game right away. Uh, uh, usually it, that doesn't happen necessarily. Um, but he's a guy that can definitely come in right away. Like, I don't know if you would want him 
to be like your starting point guard, just because that's a lot to now. If he right. does become that, I, I don't see why he can't be. But that's just a lot to ask for a freshman coming into the Big Twelve um, to be your starting point guard. Um, but I definitely think he could be a fantastic, you know, backup point guard as a freshman, you know, or you could slot him off into like the shooting guard position too. Like, so he could kind of play both a little bit. Um, I think you could have him on the court with your, your point guard at the same time, like, cause he can play. He's not one of those guys that has to be ball dominant. Um, like he's not, you know, for his high school team, he's not ball dominant. Um, but he still he had what he had thirty in that championship game, didn't he? Thirty one, thirty yeah, he had something. Thirty one. I don't think that was his best game. He had flashes that were really good. Um, he made a lot of tough shots, um, but I don't think that was his best game. Um, I've seen him play play better. He missed some missed a couple layups that he should have should have made. But you could see. I mean, there was just times where they just could not stop him. He just. He just missed the shot or whatever right. um, it was, you know, that shit happens sometimes. Um, but we talked to, I talked to him and his dad was there after our game. Uh, I stopped, you know, when we were walking out or whatever, talked to him for a minute, uh, introduced myself to him and everything. And they could, both of them, him and his dad, like they could not be nicer people, man. Like they were, and the whole group they were with really, like they were just all very complimentary of our team um, and everything about it. And like, they were, they were excited to get up to UC. Uh, couldn't wait for that. So uh, I'm, ex- I'm really excited for him to get to campus. Did you tell him you were a legend? <laughs> no, uh, Freddie did. Joe Freddie. Did. <laughs> yeah. It was mentioned, but I kind of, it, it wasn't you that did the mentioning. It was, you, you tried, right, exactly. In typical Tobler fashion, you tried to downplay it a little bit. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, that's great. All right, well, there you go. There's there's 20 minutes on on our guy, Jizzle James, from someone that, that had to break down the film, had to get a team through through playing him for a game. Got to see him a couple other times. At we, the al- we, almost had, we almost had him, too, man. We lost by seven, and they're uh, – number they were number two in this entire state of florida or something yeah they're way up there so yeah they're i was outlaws kid he was good he reminded me of Odie, kind of um where he's just like a crazy springy out athlete um but he wasn't like he wasn't like a basketball player yet he was more just like a you know a six eight athlete playing basketball Um, wasn't super skilled, but, you know, he's up there and he's just throwing lobs and dunking it, you know, as much as he can, blocking shots, rebounding. Um, he actually was a, a, a good lateral athlete. I thought they did a pretty good job on Evan when we'd come off a ball screen and they would hedge. He was phenomenal at that. He, he moved laterally, laterally really well, um, but he's not like a, he might be like a lower level D1 guy. Yeah. Maybe I don't even know what grade he was in. I don't know. If he was I, don't know I think he, he's young. He's younger for sure. I think. I just don't know if it's twenty four, twenty five. Yeah. Um. So let's let's get to the current iteration of the Bearcats. I don't know if you got to watch yesterday. It was wasn't a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I was watching it. Um, it. Like the biggest thing yesterday, and the biggest thing I've noticed 
over it's just the inconsistency man like there's times where they look you know phenomenal and there's other times like where they look like they've never played basketball as a team together like it's and i don't you know who knows what that is like i think they just try to get playing too much one-on-one sometimes like especially offensively like if you when they're out there and they're moving the ball to each other, they're passing, they're cutting, they're getting a post touch, they're getting a paint touch, then they're good, you know. But uh, there was that stretch where Temple kind of went on their run and everybody was trying to play hero ball. Like that was, you know, one of our things with when Mick was there, when I played for him was like, I don't need heroes. I need soldiers who are going to follow orders and stuff like that. I don't need everybody trying to hit the hero shot every time. And that's what it felt like when they went on that like 15 to nothing run was everybody was just trying to hit that shot. You know, they kind of took turns at it, but everybody was just trying to hit that shot to get them back into it instead of just running through their offense and getting a good shot and getting the best shot. I do think, unfortunately, they had three or four good shots in that stretch. They They just didn't didn't go in. Right, and then I think right. like isn't that when it starts to compound itself when mm-hmm. guys start pressing because right. they're getting these looks that they make eight times right. out of ten and everybody's missing. Right now the other team's on a run, mm-hmm. you can't get anything to fall. Dave starts doing a little too much in isolation. Lander starts doing a little too much in isolation. It spreads, and next thing you know, a seven point lead is an eight-point deficit going into the break. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Um, and, like, the biggest thing yesterday was that they just got killed on the glass. Like, you can't you can't go on the road and get out-remounted by 20 and expect to ever win. Like, right. that – the one I know the one dude for them had, like, 15 rebounds or something. The wings, 16 six, rebounds, seven, dude, he averaged can't, four. Can't, can't shoot a lick either. Made that one, that almost. He averaged four points, four rebounds coming into the game. And had, what, 12 and 16 or something, 14 and 16 or something? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, you just can't, you can't, can't get out rebounded on the glass like that. Like, it's just, it's a recipe for a loss every time, especially on the road. Yeah. I want to ask you this because I, I, I think it gets lost on people some that don't really, that aren't around it all the time. Rebounding, I know everybody thinks rebounding is effort and toughness, and and some of it is. Right. But the most relatable skill that translates in all levels is rebounding. Absolutely. From what, from what I've seen over 15 years of, of watching high school and AAU and college and like when you're scouting, if a kid can rebound, he can rebound. There's a lot of times they just have a knack. Like, I mean, I can go up against Gary Clark as much as I want. I can, you know, I can go as hard as I possibly can. Gary's probably going to get the rebound over me nine times out of 10. Like, you know, and he's one of the guys that has a knack, him, Trey Scott, guys like that just had a knack. For finding the ball. Yeah, Justin Jackson had a knack for finding the ball, getting position, locating it off the shot, off the rebound. 
and you have to go every time. Like that's the thing. Like sometimes guys pick and choose when they want to go. Like the elite, elite rebounders, like they go to the offensive or defensive glass like every single time. Like you see Dan Skilling's doing that now. He's one of those that I th- I mean, he already is a phenomenal rebounder from the wing spot as a freshman. Yeah. Like he go, but he goes every single time. And he's one of those guys that's oh, like he always seems like he's in the right spot for the rebound. Like he just has that that knack for for finding it. Um, and it helps that he's six six really long seven and foot two wingspan can, yeah and can jump really high <laughs> the, the, the that's kind of what i wanted to get to and i'm glad you brought up uh dan sometimes it is as simple and that this is not to excuse getting out rebounded by 20 against temple like that that's not a team with dominant bigs like there's no right. there's no excuse for getting like losing a rebounding battle that bad what I'm getting at is more of why this is just kind of an average rebounding team overall is that other than Dan, like I don't, Vic is, is good at it, but Vic is an area rebounder. Right. He's good. If the ball's coming off the rim and in his vicinity, there's right. a good chance he's going to get it. But this team doesn't really have outside of Dan. Right. Difference makers on the glass guys that no. just, have that like I'm walking in the gym and getting every rebound today and there ain't shit you can do about it. They don't have right. any of those guys on the no. roster. I, I think Dan's like the only one. I mean, Odie tries hard on it. He plays hard. He's just – He wants to get every rebound. He wants to. He, wants to. he just doesn't uh, – I. he's just not overly skilled in everything. He's just an athlete playing basketball right now. Um, yeah. And he tries hard. Like, don't get me wrong. Um he just doesn't, you know. I don't, I don't know how to explain it. On it's, it's weird. It's a feel thing. It, it, it's yeah, it is. And he just it's, it's, right. either you have a knack for like mm-hmm. being able to like. It's almost like being able to do like math faster in your head than anybody else. Where's the ball spinning? Where is it going to hit off the rim? Like, where did mm-hmm. they shoot it from? Where is it like most likely to go? Is it going to be a long rebound? Is it going to be a short rebound? Like, there's just a lot of that that goes into it. Read the argument that Dan didn't get enough minutes in the second half. I disagree. Uh, Dan was hard to play yesterday. Couldn't make a layup. (laughs) And I get it. Like, he's back home. He's trying to to do a lot. One, three, that. Right. Yeah. You see that sometimes. Like, with the kid um, from. NJIT that came back to, yeah. to uh, fifth third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just was, it was like he was trying too hard to, to prove that, you know, he belonged and to show out for the city or whatever versus just playing the game with his teammates and everything. Right. And you could see that a little bit. Not that Dan went like too out of control no, or no, anything no. like that. Like he was fine with it, but. Um, he just didn't didn't play well. You know, it just happens. He didn't play well offensively, at least. Um, his defense was okay. Um, he made a couple t- – he, he made them – forced them into some tough shots that they made. But um, we fouled a lot yesterday, too, it seemed like. Yeah, I mean, they, it, it, it didn't feel as bad at the end. They both ended up with 15 attempts. Yeah. Um, it's just that Temple made 14 of their 15. We, we fouled we – fouled, good free throw shooters and they fouled Vic a lot. 
maybe that's yeah. why the difference was. <laughs> Which is funny because like Vic has like a decent stroke too. It's not like he's it's very mental with him. Broke. It ha- I was gonna say it has to be because there's he'll get like, in a group where he goes broke. he goes six right. of seven, eight of nine, right. and then as soon as it feels like as soon as he misses one, he starts overthinking. Right. And then and then he's he off. Loses it, he, loses his mind, right? Yeah. Um he's one that like the teams have started, like I noticed it against um a little bit in some previous games, but Temple really kind of exaggerated it when they like had Vic, you know, up at the top of the key catching the ball. Like there wasn't a defender within 10, 15 feet of it. Like they were just guarding in the paint. Like, and then what they feet. did as soon as he got he downhill, down. right? They were physical. They went to low. take a charge. Yeah. They were physical low. Like they loaded yeah. up on him. They messed up his footwork. He was trying to rush. Like mm-hmm. if you look, he had shots around the rim. Right. His footwork was all off. It was, it was, you know, it was last year, Vic. Yeah. It was last year, Vic. And I, no. I talked about this on the nightcap uh, last night. Like, I, I I worry about that a little bit because the scouting report in conference play was yeah. exactly that. Right. Be physical with the body. Up. Be physical mm-hmm. with the body. He rushes. He gets flustered a little bit. Right, he he's shooting. He's shooting it. He's shooting his hook shot before his head's even looking at the rim. Like, right, he's like looking a different way, and he's shooting it when his head's not even all the way turned, looking at the rim. He's just when like he's, chucking it, chucking it up there. Yeah, when he's been really Rather good, he's taking his time. Right, mm-hmm. he's been absolutely under control, patient. Let the game come to him. And I, right. I thought it happened in the in the Tulsa or in the Tulane game too. It did. He got yeah, away with some- it. There were some flash. There were some flashes. Like he's had some flashes throughout this year of it, um, but for the most part, he's been a lot better, which is a good sign. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yesterday, he was definitely the worst with it. I'll, I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you get to this one here, Tobes. They've heard my take. <clears throat> Why is the team rebounding or playing consistent defense? Number one, and what is a realistic time frame to get back to Bearcat basketball? <laughs> Well, number one, out, number one, first and foremost, they just don't have great individual defenders. So when you don't have great individual defenders, it's hard to it's hard to have great team defense. I mean, you can you can kind of hide it somewhat, um, but like we don't have that guy right now that can just hey, who's gonna when a guy's making a couple shots in a row, who can we put on him to just get a stop? And right now, the best defender probably is David DeJulius, maybe? Yeah, that's like, for sure. Because he can get up under people. He's quick and he's he's strong, but he's six foot, maybe. Six foot. Like they, And that's part of his problem is there was a couple times where they put a bigger wing on him or whatever offensively, and he, they just scored right over top of him. Like there's just nothing he can do. Um, it's say, definitely an area where not having John Newman and Rob Finnessy oh, absolutely. affects so the like, team drastically. Because if you had at least one of them in, like they're a really good individual defender. Yeah. So they're not getting beat as much. So they're not forcing rotations as much. Um, so everybody else doesn't have to be flying around defensively too. Um that's the biggest thing, in my opinion, with it is why 
why we're not a great um, defensive team. It's not that we're not trying, like they're out there, they're trying to be. We just don't have great individual defenders. Um, the hope was, you know, Odie could be part of that. The hope was Zekpe could be part of that. And he just hasn't, you know, hasn't figured it out for whatever reason. Um, they brought John Newman in to do that. And he's been hurt, injury prone a little bit, unfortunately. Um, and same thing with Finnessy. I mean, they brought him to be that point guard defender and he was fantastic at it when he was in. Um, but he's another one that's just been hurt a lot. And, you know, it's, it, it is what it is. Um, but what is a realistic time frame to get back to Bearcat basketball? Uh, it's just more talent, to be honest with you, um, especially getting into the Big 12, which I think they'll be able to. I mean, Wes came in and he made a team for the AAC. And then halfway, you know, right before the first season starts, uh, well, now you're going to the Big 12. So this past year, he's trying to recruit some people, and really most of them were just for the for the AAC still. So, you know, we'll see what it looks like this this spring, um, this spring and summer. Um, Look, let's be honest. Recruiting for the Big 12. Let's be honest. Kids in the portal last year weren't uh, receptive to the old, like, well, it's just one year in the AAC, and then, exactly. then you're going to you play know. in the Big 12. Like, no, I'm right. going to go play. If I want to play in the Big 12, right. we're going to play in the Big now. 12. Because they don't have to now. I mean, nowadays, you got any option you want just about, especially for for the level of kids that UC is going to want to try to get. Um, like, those kids can go pretty much wherever they want. So, um, you know, last year was tough because, you know, even if you're recruiting a multi-year guy, well – you know, some of them were like, well, I'll just, I'll just go play in the SEC right now or I'll go play in the Big Ten right now or I'll go play in the Big 12 right now rather than, you know, play a year, you know, in the in the Leah Course Center in the AAC and with three fans <laughs> in the stands. The Licorice like, Center with 20. The Licorice Center, right. Yeah, however the hell you pronounce it. <laughs> um, they, it's going to get there. It's gonna yeah, get there. It'll, it'll get there. I mean, you already saw it with, um, he was able to get Nolly this year, who's a higher talented kid. Um, you saw it with Jizzle and Ray Vaughn, who are both ranked, you know, right around 50 in the class, four stars. Um, so you're already seeing it happen. Um, he just needs to start stacking, A, stacking recruiting classes, and then using the portal to be able to fill out the roster with any you know, specific needs that team might need. Um, rather than the first year, he was literally just trying to get a team together. And this year was kind of, you know, a mixed bag of sorts. This is about Vic. Do you think the third foul gotten, uh, got into his head? I think the first foul got into his head. Vic yeah. gets a foul with 20 seconds in, it instantly changes, like, yeah, the, yeah, that's the mentality he has. That's one of his um, areas where he needs to work on is like he's emotional, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Like he cares. He wants to do well and everything. He tries super hard, but like he'll let a mistake, like one mistake turn into, you know, getting a foul. Then he'll be upset or whatever. And then he'll miss a free throw on the other end because he's still upset. You know, he just sometimes lets – some of the fouling or just some of the mistakes, like 
you know, it's basketball. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to turn the ball over. You're going to get a bad foul every once in a while. Like, you just got to move on to the next play. Um, and then here's another good one for you. I, I'll chime in on this one, too. Surprise, no Kalu or Sage with Vic's foul issues. Odie seems better at the four than the five. Or are both guys just so bad, not ready, that there's no choice but to go small? I, I think it's the last one, unfortunately, at this point. Yeah, I would tend to agree with that. Um, you'd still think with Sage being seven foot, and he can he's not like he's completely immobile, that you'd no, be able it's just to the find a couple I minutes. Think. But, yeah, and that's – that. from what I've seen, that's it. Um, but once he gets a little stronger, I know he was like hurt all last year. He kind of was hurt or a lot of his senior year of high school. I think he's kind of hurt just some of those taller guys, um, especially when they're younger or a little yeah. more injury prone. Um, but yeah, it's one of those like Kalu just hasn't um performed at least in games like he. He should have, or that, you know, Wes and the staff were hoping he would, um, or what he had shown previously. Um, and, you know, so that's a huge piece of it. Like they're, you know, they're expecting to be able to get bringing him in. They're expecting him to be able to get, you know, 15 to 20 minutes, you know, split between the four and the five position. He just hasn't been able to give them that. Uh, right. And he's one that, like, I don't, I think you could play him at the four. Like, he could play the four a little bit. I, I don't know if they've – I assume they've tried that. He's played the four, practice. I mean, a, a good amount, yeah. Um, like, um, obviously, if it's just not working, it's just not working. So, um, if West doesn't have any – if he had any confidence at all in it, you would see it in the games. Right. Um, like, you know, not seeing it at all um, – is kind of a telltale sign of what he thinks and what the rest of the staff thinks. Yeah, I mean, people just like trust is so critical. Mm -hmm. For all, oh, it absolutely is. It's you know, it's the same thing at any level of basketball. Hey, if I can trust you to go in, defend a little bit, don't turn the ball over, you know, make smart plays and stuff like that. Rebound. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're going to play longer naturally. Now, if I'm putting you in a game and I don't know whether you're going to make a spectacular play or dribble the ball off your foot, I can't play you. Like, I, right. you know, as much as I would want to, I mean, they're both great kids, you know, from having met them. Um, it's not like they're you know bad kids or anything. They just, you know, you, if you can't trust them to be out there, to even just not even necessarily make plays and stuff like that, but just don't don't be completely awful turning the ball over bad shots and stuff like that. You know, you just can't. You, you can't were a part of a lot of teams, some of them better at this than others. What is the toughest part about learning to be a team that wins on the road? You have where to know, is this team lacking right now? And going and winning on the road, they're just la like when I was my like my freshman year when we were really good, like so SK and them, like that group, like we had some younger pieces. Like Troy played a good amount, um, Kevin Johnson played a little bit, um, and we had some younger guys too in there. Um, 
But on the road, like anytime the other team would maybe go on a run or make a couple plays or something, we turned to SK to to go make a play. Maybe, you know, maybe that was him scoring or maybe that was him, you know, distributing the ball and getting somebody else a shot or something like that. We don't have necessarily anyone that just, you know, who are we looking to right now on this team when the going, like when we need a bucket, when we need something like, yeah, you can go to the Julius a little bit. I mean, he's shown it a little bit, maybe not, but now he's still one. Like, like he makes a lot of phenomenal plays and he does a lot of good things, but like, I don't know if he's going to airball the three or if he's going to drain it or like what he's going to do. Um, and then the same thing is defensively. It's like when we need to get a stop, like who are we having to get a stop? You had, you know, that team, you had Justin Jackson or you had Titus Rubles. Like you knew that dude in crunch time was going to get a stop, was going to make a play defensively. Right, right now, it's just like, who is that guy that you look to to get that? Right now, I, you know, I don't know. All right, Richard, what's up? Appreciate you. Uh, just showing some love. How long until Wes has this program in the NC tournament? Two or three years. Also in the Big 12, like the early Big East days of just losing with no hope. Uh, I don't think you're going to see losing with no hope because I think there's going to be enough talent here. Now, they right. might not win a lot of games, but I think right. people forget how bad some of those early Big East games were where you're losing to UConn by 40 you know, right. before you can blink. Well, that's the that's the thing is um, he'll have, have some first year. So, like, next year in the Big 12 – will probably be a lot more similar than last year, maybe. Um, but that's the thing in the Big 12. Like, you can go 500 in conference, and you can make the tournament. Like, yeah. So did that's, you guys that's, think- winning, that's winning all your home – like, win, you know, 90% of your home – win your home games and steal a couple on the road. Did either of you um, see the, the top 10 rankings that came out for the um, remaining schedule? <laughs> oh yeah, I think ES. I did see that ESPN every, that maybe. And every, every single Big Twelve team, yeah. or one through ten, or one, one through, through ten, 12, or yeah. whatever it is, every single Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's unbelievable, unbelievable. Every top um, ten remaining toughest schedule is well. They they're everybody's in the top fifty. Yeah, it's ten absurd. of the top fifty in the in the yes. in the Kenya. and everyone is in the top fifty. Like there is a single one. Um. But I, I mean, Wes will, Wes will figure it out. Like he's a smart dude. He's the winningest coach under forty in like NCAA history. Like, there's no one that's under forty years old or that was ever been under forty years. Like that list is like Bill Self, Huggins, like Patino. the who's who, Patino, Bayheim's on it. Like it's literally a who's who's list of coaches. Like he'll figure it out. I mean, uh, that's why I'm not. I'm not really worried. I, I mean, I think he is the right, you know, there's a lot of people that are losing their minds right now with it. And it's like, you know, the guy's been here for, he's been here for a season and a half. He took over a dumpster fire, a team that's turned over their roster every year for like the last four or five years. Yeah. Like it's just, there's been no stability. Since you left, like it, when you left, yeah. everything fell apart. 
Yeah, the except like the year after they were good, and then I think the year after was the yeah. uh, the game that shall not be named. Oh yeah, we don't. We don't. <laughs> but uh, so uh, I, yeah, I had to say on the Nevada since, Right, right, exactly. Um, <laughs> I had an observation but, while I was uh, watching you guys, and and not part of the show, um, while I was hanging out with Brinix. I'm mad that NIL happened after Tobler was done with school because <laughs> Me you should have been getting paid for this. You, you should have been know, getting paid bullshit. for this the whole time you were in college. I know. I would have I would have had to work a little less uh, on side jobs and stuff, you know. You might not have this budding <laughs> career, though. If not. That's true. That's true. No, I probably still would have been working for my dad. Um, I probably <laughs> still, I was probably still would have done like a similar career path, but like I wouldn't have been, I probably wouldn't have ever been like a bouncer or something like doing that kind of stuff, um, trying to make some extra cash and stuff on the side. Um, it would have been easier from that perspective. I wouldn't be going, I wouldn't have been going to work and then going straight to practice and then back to work. <laughs> Chad, did you did you ask about being a leader on the team? I, I there was some time I didn't get to listen. I was getting ready to get to that. Um, Just a topic that came up last night that maybe Zach could give us a little bit better insight on. It, it, here's the thing that, that it, talking about having the locker room guy, like the guy that not necessarily the on the floor, but like the guy that behind the scenes holds guys accountable, make sure yeah. everybody's busting their ass in practice, make sure like, everybody's being held to the same standard. Right. Um, like, like when it, I was there, went from, Titus. you know, S, SK was that guy. No, it was Titus. Titus. Come Rube, on. He was, yeah, but they kind of both were. Um, SK they a were lot. Different. Like, yeah. In different, in different ways. But so you had those two guys and then kind of went to like, you know, Gary, Gary and Troy were kind of those guys. Gary really was for sure. Um, so like it kind of went from guy to guy and like right now, obviously I'm not there every single day, but like, who is that guy? I know, I know DeJulius is one of their leaders, but I don't think he's as vocal, um, of a right. leader. He's kind of a quiet guy, like an right. introspective, which is, smart, which is, quiet guy. Right, right, which is fine. He leads by example. Um, but sometimes you just need that guy that will get into somebody's ass if they're, you know, half-assing it through practice or something like that. Like, um, you know, in a game to, to pick it up, like it can't always come from, it can't always come from Wes. It can't be, you know, coach dollar or what, um, it can't always come from a coach. Like at some point, some of it, like the really good teams have a player or two players, three players, sometimes a whole team is you know are those leaders um and who it is in this group I, you know i don't know is it too early in his career at uc for landers nolly to be that guy mm, no i don't think so i mean i i i think he does i think he's a guy that doesn't want to come like you definitely want to to earn that respect too like you can't just come you can't just show up one day and just act like you're, you know, you're the the best thing ever. But um, at the same time, like he is one of their, if not their most talented, you know, kid. Um, 
I don't think I don't think there's anything you know that's stopping him from from doing it from you know trying to trying to do it and trying to be that leader um, that they need. Now I don't know if that's his personality or not. Some guys just don't have the personality. It's not bad or good. Like sure. they have to have that personality too. Can we can we get the line? The band's all here. Woo, gentlemen, how are we? Zachy T. Talking about. Cobra What's up, time. big dog? How are we, baby? How are we? I'm better now that you're here, baby. Hey, we made it, man. <laughs> Golly, we made. It. I was in Florida what four hours ago. That's a record time to me here before <laughs> 8 p.m. Lock it in. Lock it in. Where in Florida were you at? Uh, my parents live in Cocoa Beach, so uh, nice, was, nice. Was there for a hot minute. Went down, saw my sister in the in the Boca Raton. My you go hang out with area. the Jack the Jacksons in Co Cocoa Beach. Justin you know Jackson's I, parents I, still there. I I tried to hit them up. They didn't answer my call. <laughs> DMs didn't go through, so uh, yeah. yeah, it worked out though. But but how are we? Are are we knee deep in uh, in Bearcat basketball talk right now? We are. We've been we've been hitting on the pertinent, important topics. Uh, having having some good conversation about leadership and rebounding and defense, playing on the road. Why it's why it's so much different than winning games at home. Defense. Um, the private jet tracking for Brent to rejoin the BVP. Made it. <laughs> we made it. Locked in. Locked in. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, so first off. Tobes, how much do you hate Temple? Oh, I'm so glad we never have to play there again. Oh, Those were always God. miserable. Like, just going there, and you just knew there was going to be, like, 13 people in the stands. And, like, those were just – it was miserable. It's the same thing at, like, East Carolina, Tulsa. Like, you knew you were just going to get in for a rock fight because they play – I mean, a team, they play hard. The other team's trying to win, too. But there's just – Nobody there. The place is dead. Like, I can't wait to, can't wait that, to get out of that, there. Man. That camera angle. You guys already talked about the camera angle. I'm, I'm just no. happy. Mine? Right no, the, the, uh, at the Leocria. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, uh, I think that's some music. Yeah. Or like you're getting the all 22 version of it. Oh my god! <laughs> it's the all twenty-two. I love it. I love it. The the Lacroix Seltzer Water Center. Yeah, no, yeah, it's the, li the, it's the licorice, the licorice, the licorice, the licorice center. Good, because I hate licorice too. So. Yeah, the nasty licorice fits, fits perfectly. Golly, Bla the black licorice center, the bad kind. <laughs> I agree. Well, I want to cramp up your guys' flow if you're if you're on a on a roll with something, but no, we were kind of getting to a, about a a stopping point in terms of questions that I had. So, uh, if you've got anything you want to quickly hit on, uh, yeah. his Cupcat team did play. Yeah, I was going to say down in Florida. Yeah, we we got about twenty minutes on that. But if you got anything you want to inquire about or any. Yeah. I'll add this while you're thinking real quick, Brent. Right. So we played we played Jizzle's team. I can't my team, we can't beat the UC recruit. Right. But then two days later on Friday, we played Pick Central with Devin Royal and beat their ass by 15. Get so we can we can beat the Ohio State guy. We can't beat the UC guy. You know what? We'll we'll take that. 
We'll take that. I, <laughs> something tells me you had you had a nice little inside job on that. I, you know, we're not putting it out there in the public, but I'll say it. Yeah, make sure that you see guy wins, and then we'll take down everyone else. But yeah, we'll roll with that. I, number one question. <laughs> number one question, though. I'm not gonna. Uh, you might have already touched on this, but does Jizzle James have that dog in him? Because we need we need to start getting the players back on the team. I and, and I'm not shouting out anybody or turning down anybody. I'm just saying, it, just a, more. Kind of got that dog in him. You know what I mean? Just from what of- I from from what I saw, yes. Like I, I, he definitely he has the ability to. Um, I mean, the kid plays hard, hard, so hard, and he has the length and athleticism at six. I mean, he's only six foot. Like they list him at like six three or something, which is out of the mind. Right. But he's he's six foot. You know, six one with sneakers on, maybe. Um, but he's got long arms for for being that tall, and he's a really springy athlete. Like, yeah. So he can he can defend well, um, and he just gets by people so quickly. Like, in his pull up game, man, I love his pull up game. Um, he just he he gets so high on his shot, and he shoots it at the top too. Um, he's not like pushing it out or anything. Right. Um, it's very difficult to guard. Um, but yeah, I think he's got a, he's got a chance to be a really good one. Yeah, because I you know recently David DeJulius has really amped up the defense at times where you can mm-hmm. kind of oh absolutely see he's he's getting under the skin of the opponent and yeah that, and they got you know, they got no choice but the you know I think he drew one or two charges right the push off yeah yesterday yeah because they get they're just trying to create some space on him that's all they can do get that uh, he's get that at, at all he's five the same spots. type yeah exactly. okay good I was gonna say get that at all five spots and oh the, absolutely uh, the team will roll. Did he also Absolutely. beat the Ohio State team? They did not play. Okay. I don't think. No, because um, they they pick Central lost to that Winter Haven team, um, and then Winter Haven we were in opposite sides of the bracket, so they never they gotcha. never played. Got a little uh, little bow out all time as well. Is he? He's yeah. on that team. Yeah, I thought that was cool. I mean, I, I like you know. I like basketball, so I like seeing, you know, now, now that these uh, older guys that have been in the NBA and been through it all, you know, seeing their kids come through. It's crazy, Tobes. There's so many of them now. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, sitting at an AAU event, anytime you see a last name that, like, you're like clicks. Yeah, you're like, wait a minute, is that that it's guy? Their kid. It's almost always their it, kid. Oh, oh, well, because they, they just have that. that the genes. I mean, they the, they have that in uh, there. There's a there's a number out there that talks about like how the percentages jump like seventy five percent if you're the the child of a former Division one athlete or like you right. know like oh absolutely each level like did your parents play at college did your parents play in the pros and then like. One percent of kids who didn't have athletic parents right. don't make it. It's and like, like right. Sixty percent like of kids that did end up going oh, on to play major. Absolutely, sports. absolutely. Yeah, you see some of these kids, like some of the, some of these parents nowadays. It's hilarious. I mean, they're like, you know, the dad's like five nine and the mom's like five three, and it's like they're they think their kid is like some third grade all star, and it's like, dude, your kid has maybe a shot to play D three basketball. Like, maybe, maybe. 
<laughs> you <Maybe>. calm down. <laughs> like, chill out. <laughs> it's not going to the NBA. I'll promise you that right now. <laughs> uh, Relax. Just so enjoy it. You've uh, yeah. you played against Houston before mm-hmm. and, and obviously been mm-hmm. on – been been involved in trying to take down the Cougars. Uh, yeah, I got I got Troy an assist against Houston. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I was gonna say you got the first bucket of the game, right? Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I, I, yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back a senior yep. night there. Uh, yep. But uh, but yeah, so I circled that Houston game, hoping that they would be able to take business, take care of business at Temple, and then of course on the road at Wichita again. I circled that Houston mm-hmm. game as as one you know one of the biggest games in the early tenure of of West Miller. Uh, now, after the the Temple game, I I still have it as as a highly important one. But judging based off of Kelvin Sampson coach teams and just kind of everything that you know about Houston, what 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 needs to change from now until then to you know kind kind of put up a put the roster. <laughs> yeah, <agreed>. right. <laughs> in in Houston, front of the hostile environment, Houston is one of Houston. Houston is one of those teams that they are going to come out and they're going to play hard as shit and they're going to, you know, uh, all these coaches, you know, or I shouldn't say a lot of them, you know, they use the proverbial, like, oh, they're going to come out and punch you in the mouth and stuff like that. Like, like, no, this team, like, they will knock you on your ass. Like they, they come out and they play hard as shit. So that's one, that's one of the things, like, it's one of the biggest things, you know, with not getting blood, you know, Forget it being a game with Houston, not getting blown out by them. Like you have to match and ex- or exceed like their intensity. Like you can't you can't let them just come out and and dictate everything because if you do, you're dead in the water from there. Like you got no shot from it. Great. So you're expecting a bloodbath? Not necessarily. I mean, we you know they've. They've kept it close against some teams they shouldn't have and stuff like that. Like it happens. Second half they might, behavior. Yeah. They might have an off. They might have an off night. Like you know, and UC could play well. Like it's not. I'm not saying there's no shot. To, there's always going to be a chance. Like unless they're playing, you know, the dream team or something. Then I'd say there's probably no chance. But you know, college basketball, anything can happen. Any team can beat any team uh, for the for the most part. I mean, what? But especially this the this UC team, they have enough, they have enough offensively that they, they can score enough points. Um, just can't miss to stay with it to stay with teams. They just, you know, they can't have a team like Temple who is shooting like twenty nine or thirty percent from the year from three and yeah. and shoot fifty percent from three and make ten threes or whatever they did, you know. You just can't have that kind of stuff happen. Yeah, I, and I mean, you can't I, get you can't get bludgeoned on the boards either. Like if you oh. if you do that against Houston, like you just if that's one thing that you cannot do it is that you that's have to at happens, least yeah. play them even from the rebounding standpoint. Um, have to. I mean, UCF went to Houston and almost yeah. beat them. UCF, yeah, UCF has a nice weekend. team. They do, yeah. So I, you know, like kind of along the lines of what you're saying. I mean, anything can happen. I, you, you look at Houston's right. schedule. I, yes, they're they are a very good team. I've watched them play numerous mm-hmm. times this year, and they look great. But I mean, Kent State had them, you know, 49-44, and that just exactly, like a, you know, and UC has more talent. UC has more talent than Kent State. Right, but, right. 
So, uh, like, that's a thing. Like, it'll be interesting to see what, you know, so now Wes has played against Houston, you know, uh, two, did they play him two or three times last year? Three times, yeah. Three times. Yeah, so he's played him three times now. He kind of knows what to expect now from a Calvin Sampson coach team because you can scout them all you want and everything. Um, but just there's nothing that beats, you know, that upfront in person um, that you get from actually playing them. Um, yeah. So he knows what to expect. So seeing what their game plan will be now, you know, to try to slow them down, to try to keep pace with them. Um, it'll be interesting to see what he changes from what he did last year. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on slow starts real fast. Cause I like, what, what is it about a team that allows for a slow start? I mean, you've seen it. Know, they didn't times. really, they didn't really start slow against temple. Right. I, well, I meant more like Xavier to, the Houston game last year at home, just, just certain moments where the bright light type games, it seems like, it's a bit of a slow start, and then they have to yeah. switch and, and get going. It's some of those, and I think it kind of goes back sometimes to, you know, guys trying to play hero ball at the beginning of a game. Hey, I'm trying – like, you can't get up 20 points off one shot. Right. Like, you have to stack it all. And I think some of these, especially some of the bigger games, some guys, you know, it's a no fault of their own. It's not like they're not trying. They're, you know, maybe they're trying too hard to just – be that guy at the beginning of the game or whatever. Right. Whereas if they would just, you know, play within their offense and use their offense to get good shots, no matter who it is, and just getting the good, the good or great shot versus just trying to be a hero and trying to make a shot. Um, I think that kind of hurts them sometimes. I mean, it's what happened in the Xavier game mm-hmm. while well, they got down, you know, 12 to one or 12 to nothing or whatever it was. Um, Cause everybody was trying to hit that shot, you know, rather than just playing within the offense and running their offense and getting great shots, no matter who is getting that shot. It's very diplomatic of you to say everybody. Hey, you know, (laughs) I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus. I know. I'm just saying. (laughs) It's very diplomatic of you. That's all I was saying. Exactly. That's my, uh, yeah. And that's, and that's what I'm like, I'm saying it's like, it's not like, they're not, you know, like they they want the same things we do. Like they want to win just as much, if not more, than we want to win because they're putting in the effort every single day um, to do it. Um, it's just, you know, sometimes you just got to know when it's your time and when it's, you know, maybe someone else's time. Got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them. No one to walk away, no one to run. I I, I knew we were going to get there. I knew. <laughs> you better count your money. Count your money more. Why are you yeah. sitting at the table? There'll be time for counting when the dealing's done. There we go. There we go. <laughs> we made it all the way through. Lock it in. Gambling legal in Ohio. There you go. Victor, Victor locked in. Victor locked in. Did you guys make did you guys make any bet any bets in uh, uh Ohio yet? Any any first legal betting in Ohio? I've lost everything. I go. think well, I think what the greatest thing is, and I think it was at uh, I think it was at uh, the casino downtown. They had uh, uh they had what's his name? 
Pete Rose. Did Pete, they had Pete Rose do the first bet on the Reds. Oh, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. He bet on to the like Reds win the that, to, to like win the World Series or something. <laughs> like that is amazing. That's so hilarious. Good. Absolutely hilarious. Yeah, I, I, I myself have gambled far too much for far, far too many years. So uh, I've never, I'm not, I'm not one, and I've never really smart man. Smart never really been into it. Like I'll play the I'll play the fantasy football stuff, but right, even that right. stuff, I'm just like, whatever. I'm not. I don't know. I'm not That's super into it. I'll forget. Around. I'll forget to set some lineups and stuff, and then my team will just fall for it. Group chat gets angry, and they're like, "Come <laughs> yeah. on, Tobes, pay attention." Yeah, I got I got Lapore like texting me like on uh, Christmas Eve, and I'm like I'm in the you know the semifinals of our league or whatever, and he's like, "Hey, don't forget to set your lineup," and I'm like ten beers deep, and I'm like, "Oh shit." <laughs> I will. Right. Goddamn. One of us. Speaking of sports gaming in Ohio, there's the link in the chat right there. You can uh, sign up, and you are still eligible for the welcome offer where if you bet $50, you get $111 immediately added to your account. Mm. account. Mm-hmm. Plus, you get $200 in back back and losses per week for the first five weeks so you can bet up to 200 dollars a week for the first five weeks and uh and you're and you're even they put that back in your account if you don't win good deal very good so, deal. so, so what's wrong with that and you don't need a promo code you don't need anything all you got to do is go to that link right there in the chat sign in make your deposit you get 111 dollars right away you can you can get your your juice on this Bengals Bills Monday nighter that's getting ready to come up via our good friends at Betfred. I saw they're doing a big promo on that though, where it's like twenty, you get like plus twenty six or something crazy like that. Yeah, they they ran a special through. That, that's not that's not one of ours though. So. Oh well, I'm sure you could hop on there and get it. We'll, we'll, I, I mean tip. that no that no you don't do that. <laughs> okay, don't do Use that. This link right here. Don't bet on the Bengals. Right. We, no, you just use this link to bet on the Bengals. Bet on whoever you want. There we go. Lock it in. Victor, lock it in. So, um, Victor, lock it in. I, uh, it's pretty funny, though, because the Bearcat basketball team covered, like, I want to say 10 out of 11 straight games. And then the one – then they don't cover on – on a Sunday, yeah, the first time it's illegal. The first in day Ohio. that's legal in Ohio. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Where it was like, yeah, let's hop in the Bearcats. Let's do it. Nope. No, it did not happen. I, uh, well, I don't know whatever else you guys touched on. I, 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 I can kind of sit back and, and and roll with it. I mean, obviously, I hate Temple, and uh, that, that game was very sad. Was not a fun way to 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 have the final day in Florida. But hey, you know what? Here we are. Can't win them all. It happens. Can't win them all. Got to learn. Got to learn how to play on the road, Tubbs. Got to. Got to get that road two, warrior mentality. The first two true road road games. Did they not look go like well crap. Mm-hmm. I mean, luckily the next they, game they, they, they looked. They looked fine against Temple for the first fifteen oh, wow. minutes. Yeah. So the they first did, thirteen yeah. minutes. Till they didn't. Right. Till they didn't. That fifteen nothing run. Oh. But yeah, I, well, luckily the next game's at home, so that, that that's good. Um, nope, nope. At Wichita, you don't you don't consider the Roundhouse home 
I mean, come on. I mean, home away from home, but still away from home, unfortunately. I know. Much. I know. Uh, but I, what was I, I mean, I appreciate, I appreciate the joke, but I'm not ready to say anywhere is <laughs> home safe. except for Fifth Third Arena right, with this right. squad. <laughs> I agree. Is, is Wichita any good this year? I have not. I feel no. like I haven't seen a single thing about them. No, they're good, pretty bad. Like not, good, not great. I mean, they're, they're like 103 on, on Ken Palm. 105 on Ken Palm. Best win. I'll give you Richmond at Richmond. Best win. When do they play tomorrow or Wednesday? Thursday night. Thursday. Thursday. That's Thursday. Their their worst loss. 9 p.m. That's rough. Worst loss at home versus Alcorn State. How about that? Lost to Alcorn State. Yep. He's dead. What's he yelling? I think he said, did Steve McNair play? Oh, gosh. Uh, he, he did not play in that one. I don't think he recorded a minute. But uh, he's yeah. no longer with us. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, back-to-back losses for them. UCF <laughs> on the road, East Carolina at home. So, yeah, Bearcats favored by one, according to Ken Pop. So, 51% chance of winning that one. We'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Good bounce back would be nice. Yeah, they lost to East Carolina at home. Yep. We should beat these bombs. <laughs> should have went coulda. Let's hope. They I, uh, got nobody on their team that I've ever even heard of. Uh, oh, they have the Quincy Ballard kid. Didn't we recruit him for a minute? Yeah. We did. The former former staff. Started at Florida State, yeah, yeah. He uh, he was that. He was huge. Played his really grainy highlight tapes. Couldn't really figure out what was going on other than that's seeing a, his his tall, you know, dunking that's a, that's everything. A, that's a Florida State and Purdue thing. Just recruit as many seven footers as you right. can. Right, and one will one will end up being really good. Figure it out eventually. Purdue, you have to be seven five. Like right. you have to, they have to have at least one seven five guy on the team. Yeah. And and more than likely be from you know somewhere not from the states, just kind of. I can't believe they didn't. Did they? Rec- I wonder if they recruited Taco Polo. Like <laughs> he would have been. A, he would have been an all star, like an all American. That's what I'm do. saying. He would have been perfect for them. Yeah, Zach Eady's Yao Ming. So we'll, yeah, we'll right. see. <laughs> Chad, is it time for a quick paper supply? It is time for a timestamp. A quick paper supply timestamp. Your locally and family-owned restaurant supply company for all your non-food products. Quick Paper services over 150 restaurants with weekly low-minimum next-day deliveries, providing a wide range of food service products from to-go containers, cups, custom-printed products, eco-friendly, and much more. They also have cleaning and restroom supplies. For all your janitorial needs, call Nick, 513-470-2029, and reference Bearcats for 20% off your first month of purchases and uh happy to announce we've extended quick paper supply mm-hmm. they'll be with us for six more months hey baby doing the timestamps here on the bbp let's so, go thank you to nick and all the phenomenal that quick paper supply all right mm-hmm. tobes we're gonna i think we're gonna get into I, I don't really know that we have any football this week i mean it'd be just kind of staff Hiring, uh, they, is, is it, is rumblings. it, um, 
is it still a dead period for them right now? Or when does uh, that the, There is a transfer visit window that opens up on Thursday or Wednesday. But it's all, only for transfers. Only for transfers, yeah. So they'll probably do something like this weekend. I would think. They'll have they'll have guys in this weekend. We're working on that. Um, I I would probably say it would be wise right now to save football stuff for me and Dave on Wednesday because there's just not really anything of note going on at the moment. And we're about 15 minutes from kickoff and numbers are already dwindling fast as people get ready (laughs) for Monday night football. We also don't have much of a mailbag, so I'm good with it. Let's let's rip the mailbag, get out of here, and uh, be ready to watch some football. Aaron, are you going to make me wait till after this Bengals to game to do a nightcap? It'll be more fun that way, I promise. Oh boy! <laughs> oh Cheers. boy! Yeah. What? Well, well, actually, talk talk brings up a the the AAC rising. How about that? Tulane with that monster win. I I landed. I'm like, dude, that game was wild. Ended up winning. There's been some win. actual pretty good games on. There has. Okay. I can't wait for the Tajay Spears is dude, that, dude is a, that dude is a beast. Four touchdowns, right? Beast. beast. I read that right. Yeah. I think my favorite well, though sign, was sign me up. Did he transfer to UC next year? I sign think he's done. Up. Is he? He had, is he he had a swing NFL pass. NFL he, he, made, he, made, he made him some himself he's some money done. today. Oh yeah. They they threw a swing pass to him on like third and eight. And he caught it in the flat, and the linebacker came up and just had him dead to rights, and he just ducked right under him. He's so low mm-hmm. to the ground really? that he just gave it one of these, and the linebacker, his arms just went like right over top <laughs> of him, and he scored it out from underneath them for a first down. That that dude, like, look, what do we like we it. talked He's about nice. it going into that Tulane game? Like, that's the best player on the field. I know that people like to compare is. people like to compare people to Maurice Jones Drew, but I think he is the closest thing I've seen to Maurice Jones Drew. Yep. I you know, and, and the thing is, Tulane went from two and ten last year to what they yeah, just did this season. I mean yeah. any, anything can happen. Twelve and two. Yeah, anything can happen. Aaron after dark with <laughs> the Bengals win. We'll do a Ooh, I like that. And just... Oh, Aaron's looking giddy. Did you bet Fred a little bit a uh, little bit of bangles tonight? I got there? I got I got some money on on the Ooh. game tonight. I almost I, for the sake of Bengals fans everywhere, I almost put in a wager on the Bills today because if I bet, I lose. Oh, so I almost like just for the to take for the sake of taking one for the team. Uh, I almost did, but I didn't. We were, that is what we call you, a You should have, because then it's a – I was going to say it's be yeah, a no. win-win, because yeah, if right? the Bills win, then you win money. And if they lose, though, then you just – your prediction or your, you know, your theory keeps staying strong. Exactly. Steven enjoys Tobes popping in. Sure, he's not alone. Thanks for swinging through. Go Bearcats. We enjoy Tobes popping appreciate, in, Appreciate too. you, big Steve. I, I always look forward to uh, – Always a good time. I always look forward to getting – Tobes in whenever we can. Uh, they're also living in hotels and working out of public weight rooms. The Bills, I guess, because of the blizzard. Oh, oh did you see that video of them when they got back from like Chicago? Like, how the hell yeah. do they not have like uh, a carport, a garage, or a <laughs> carport, or something with a I roof know. so they don't have to dig through like eighteen feet of snow <laughs> to get to their cars? Well, like they were pulling out, and the snow was still like five feet above their car. <laughs> 
when they were pulling out of the parking spot. Well, that can't be legal driving down the road like that. No way. <laughs> that sounds miserable. No way. Uh, Imagine Kelly coming update. back from a road trip. No. Kelly update. <laughs> Kelly is uh, Kelly's doing great. Um, today was the first day of, and I'm not going to bore you with like the technicalities of this, but her numbers crashed today, which is part of the process. When I say numbers crash, meaning like her white blood cell counts, red blood cell counts. And this is why I can't be around anybody for a month. When you have is, the sniffles. Yeah. Like I, I had to stay home yesterday because I had the sniffles. Um, like I woke up in the morning and just was a tiny bit congested. And I'm not allowed to go in if I'm even like a tiny bit not feeling well. Uh, that's why I argued with Ohio State fans all day yesterday because I was stuck home. Couldn't do anything and couldn't be at the hospital with my wife. I was not in a great mood. Wasn't in a good place, so I just took it out on Ohio State fans all day. You hate and to it, see it. They just it made me feel good. It made me feel good. They were miserable, and I loved every second of it. Um, that was maybe one of your best tweets ever uh, about them kicking it in 2022 and, and, and losing yeah, in 2023. Losing in 2023. That video uh, linked. Like sync yeah. with the with the ball with drop. the ball oh, as the as it's the a beauty. Yeah. It is unbelievable. I I thought the one today was one of my best tweets it. of all time, and it didn't get much traction what when the say? guy said, Are you on meth? And I was like, No, but you're an Ohio State fan, so I'm assuming if I need some, you can hook me up. <laughs> oh gosh. Also, also, did you hear the story? Did you hear the story about there was a uh don't a, come a, at me, bro? A bar in Columbus. Ohio. Yeah. That dropped the balloons yeah, and yeah, whatever as the kick at was midnight to drop yeah. the balloons. That's amazing. That's glorious. <laughs> and so they're all watching the game and they the balloons still drop. The place somebody is sent, silent. <laughs> somebody sent me a, a, a gif today of uh Lieutenant Dan when they're doing <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the, the New Year's Eve yeah, and he's just yeah. sitting there with the confetti. <laughs> <laughs> all right, the football portion of the mailbag. I guess oh, Tobes, you're sticking around for the mailbag. There's not sure. much to get through. Nope. Uh, how much will OUT, Oklahoma and Texas, leaving for the SEC in two years, change the Big 12 schedule for next year? No idea. I do think it is obviously changing something uh, because they were going to release the schedule in December, and now it's been pushed back to February. So obviously it is altering – uh, the way that, well, because what was going to happen was if they were there for two years, they were just going to do a swap Flip of the schedule. Right. They were going to do, this is what 2023 looks like. And then they're going to reverse it in 2024 in the teams you played at home, you play on the road. That obviously now is not going to be the case if they're likely to leave in 2024. So there are ramifications, um, because they're going to have to think about now, this is just a one-off, and then we're going to have to come up with a new formula with 12 teams for 2024. So I don't know how much, but it is changing, um, or else we would already know what the schedule is. Uh, pardon the punctuation, Chelsea, but no one knows who Chad Stewart is. <laughs> um. When all the moves are complete, She's what would gonna kill you? That's fine. Uh, I'm I'm two and a half hours away. When all the moves are complete, what would you consider a win, and what would be the signs of a loss when it comes to having personnel ready for the Big Twelve? I don't what? know if I understand the question. 
I mean, you need a lot better players. <laughs> right, they, I guess they're talking it. about pl player personnel. I guess you could say coaching personnel. I mean, yeah, I'm assuming, I'm assuming just what they want to see, what you want to see the roster look like to consider better. a win. More more talent? like I... Offensive and defensive line. Need some hogs on the offensive defensive line. That's the main thing. We've talked about that at Museum, especially with you know Joe Huber on the way out and you know uh Renfro not coming back. Uh you you're you were already thin there. You better they better hope that there is a uh influx, and they've already got two that I think are gonna be pretty good assimilating yeah. into that room on the on the transfer front. But you're going to need two, three, four more uh, to feel mm -hmm. comfortable. Uh, that would be uh, first and foremost. And 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 in that, you know, see, and these are like unicorns in the transfer portal. There's just not many of them. Everybody wants need, them. You yeah. need to go find an edge rusher. Right. Just like bigs especially, in basketball. Especially right. now that we have all cried about Ivan Pace, but best of luck to him. But yes, now pass rushing is an ultimate premium need. So. We'll see. And uh, the last question, this one's a doozy in the football mailbag. Oh, boy. So what's everyone's take on how Darren Page supposedly had the running backs watch YouTube videos in lieu of coaching them, maybe since he had never played or coached position prior to coming to UC? If true, if true, is this standard practice at this level of football or more of a WTF were we doing? I There's don't no know way. that story per se. I've heard the rumors of it, but I have not heard that story, so I'm not going to comment on it. I feel like there's no way. Like maybe he like sent him like some videos yeah. or something, just yeah, like it like, sounds like an urban legend of like some you know, hey, here's a video for you to watch tonight, right? Uh, you know, in your in your free time, and then it spreads, and now all of a sudden he's using YouTube to coach the position, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, I will say like, <laughs> I do use YouTube to like tie a tie, or yeah, I do use YouTube for a lot of things. So, how maybe, old are you? Maybe it works. I feel like that's different. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not like a professional giving you a YouTube video. All right, guys, in today's video. YouTube videos, <laughs> <laughs> that is certainly different. Hey guys, today we're going to talk about playing <laughs> running back. <laughs> now if it's now if it's him just recording himself and uploading it to YouTube and then just sending it to him, that's, that's a new thing. That'd be something too because of, of COVID. But that's Weird. the football portion of the mailbag. Wow. Uh, moving on to basketball, the first question was about uh, Tobler and what he saw in Jizzle, and I think we covered that extensively. What's uh, Edge like, real quick, Tobes? What's that? You you spoke with Edge. After the game, right? Oh, they're the nicest, nicest him, Jizzle, and like the group that they were with. Like yeah. they couldn't have been nicer people. Like they were, they were phenomenal people. They're they're the type of people that you want in your program. There you go. In and around your program. Love to hear that. That's awesome. Uh, I'm sure Coach tracks opponents' second chance points. Do they also track third, fourth, and fifth chance points? They're all wrapped in the second. <laughs> so, yes. 
<laughs> they're just all wrapped into one. I, I see what you did there, Ring of Black. Yes. Well, well played. Yes. I, yeah, I, yeah, I like it. There was a guy who came in averaging four rebounds yesterday. We did talk about that. He had four times that. He had the same amount of rebounds he has in four games. Uh, what could the coaching staff have done differently to stop the 15-0 Temple run yesterday? They called a timeout. They put it I mean, in the lineups. Like, I, I don't right. know what else. They, they tried a few different things. Sometimes the other team is just playing really well. Like, you're not. You know, they got – they got, I mean, Temple's got some decent players. I think some of their losses, they they haven't had a full a full roster right. in some of their losses. Yeah. I mean, they beat Villanova. I mean, I know Jay Wright's not there, but right. they Villanova still has some talented dudes on their team. It's not like they're completely devoid of talent. Um, you know, sometimes sometimes the other team just makes plays. Man. And that's the basketball portion of the mailbag today. We are cruising tonight. Let's go. It is Everybody weird. wants to get to the Bengals game. Seems like Temple, <laughs> Temple's got the Bearcats number, too. I just, oh, I can't. I hate Temple. All right. One last question in the Banks portion of the mailbag. And, of course, it's from Skins. New oh. year, new me. So less, less killing Aaron and more Caillou talk. There you go. Happy, happy New Year's. Is that that stupid little bald kid? Yeah. yeah, fuck Caillou. Oh, God. Chad loves him. I hate him. Fuck that kid. He came I'm, up I'm and we you. got I'm with you. Kalu. We called him Caillou. So <laughs> here we are. Uh, Happy New Year's, gents. Aaron, did you make it to midnight? Yes, I made it to midnight. Yay! Uh, I wanted to take this a different direction today. What was your first car? Oh. For me, I had a Nissan 200SX stick shift and. I think it took me less than three months to burn up and have to replace the clutch. Oh, I had a, I, I, I did that to my second car. My first car was an automatic and I can't remember what the hell it was, but it was a late, like late seventies, early eighties. One of those like giant boats that was, just had tires instead of a motor, like on the back. <laughs> Um, I'll get an answer from my dad. I forget exactly what it was, but it was, he put me out on the road on, in something that was nearly indestructible. It was a boat. Yeah. Like on purpose. Threw you on a boat. Gotcha. Toes. Toes. What was the first car? Um, that I ever had was, uh, Suburban. Chevy Suburban. Oh, four. I knew it was going to be a truck. Cruising man. First one I ever bought was a Silverado. There we go. There we go. Uh, you got. Hey, look, Aaron. You got to have somewhere for your fishing poles. Right. Exactly. I'm just. Gotta, I'm just gotta thinking. Put a I mean, your carcass in there. I mean, how yeah. tall are you, Tobes? You're you're like what six? Six, six four. Five. Okay, six five. Yeah. Of course, yeah. you're gonna have a truck. It makes perfect oh, sense. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, so much easier to fit into. So yeah. much more comfortable. I had a, I had a uh, GMC Envoy, a little little Envoy, a little little nice. Nice roller car. Yeah. First car I bought was a Saturn. Okay. A little blue Saturn four door. Drove that thing into the ground. There you go. Into the damn ground. <laughs> Drove it to LA and back. Okay. Oh. Lived. Well, was that it? Lived. Yeah. That's right. the mailbag. Get us oh. out of here, Brent. There's football to watch. Well, I hope you all had good New Year's. Uh, we'll talk about it sometime later. Mine was great, but that means it's time to fire up 2023 and ring it and 
Good old time for the Bearcats. Big game on uh, Thursday, by the way, at Wichita State. Bearcats haven't lost at Wichita State until I can even recall. So we they lost the, that the COVID year, I think. They lost at Wichita State. At Wichita? Hmm. Okay. Was, They've lost one been? at Wichita State. Uh, I don't remember. He who shall not be named. I don't remember. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, so big game. Then, of course, on Sunday, uh, monstrous game. Uh, Fifth third will be rocking. BCJ will have all covers leading up to it and through it. So, of course, big thanks, as always, to Chatty B and A.A. Ron. And this special guest, Zach Tobler. Thanks for hopping on, Tobes. Hopefully we'll have you on with uh, a lot more joyous things to talk about. And, and Ron, oh, yeah. Here, Anytime. Here in the near future. But, uh Yep. Yet again, for everyone else. Hey, Fred. Quick paper supply, Danco. This has been the BBP presented by BearcatJournal.com. Who day? See ya!